Hello there, this is episode one of the Stuff Summer Says podcast with... Steve! Steve! Steve, hi Steve. Hey Darren. How are you doing today? Good? I am doing wonderful. Good, good. For those of you that don't know me, which at this point is probably no one because it's probably just my my mom and my wife listening to episode one, um, I'm Darian Summers. I have a little bit of background in sports media, and that's what we're going to talk about on the Stuff Summers Says podcast. We're also going to talk about the fact that Steve is much older than me, significantly older than me, and we're also going to talk about Penn State because that's how Steve and I know each other. Steve, do you want to... You wanna, chat about yourself well i'm glad your wife is listening because mine is not um i may be able to talk a daughter or two into listening god bless them um and they'll grade me i'm sure uh i've been doing sports media related stuff for about 20 years um i know darian through penn state i enjoy sports talk sports media and the chance just every once in a while to talk a little bit of sports um i did some radio hits in altoona for five or seven years however many it was um and it's always good to spend some time with some good, smart people, and I think Darian is one of those, so I'm glad we're giving this a shot. Oh, well, you know, that's, that's really nice of you to think that I'm a smart person, because I, I don't know if I am. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the building projects, come on. I mean, that's, that's true, that's true, that's true. I've got you, some skills. I'm sure so, your mom thinks you're smart. Yes, she does, she does. She there you go. thinks I'm very smart. Um, so I'm going to read you a DM that I got on oh. November, or September 22nd, at 12.31, hope things are well Now, with you. Now, first, let me say I've not been drinking, but wanted to take a ponder, or toss a ponder of an idea to you, and one that I'm not exactly sure or how it would work. Have you considered a Facebook or Twitter live sports talk show, maybe Penn State po- focus, maybe in general, sports, sports media? It's something I'm a little interested in and would love to tag team with someone. Why did you pick me? I'm just looking at my calendar, first of all. September 21st, is that what you said? September 22nd, yeah. Wow, that was a Tuesday. <laughs> Why was I drinking at 1220? Um, I guess we'll figure that out later. Um, <laughs> that's kind of scary. Um, because there's there's a, despite the, the huge age difference, I guess we're going to start stressing this animal. Um, there's a shared, it feels like there was a shared sensibility um, in, in the little bit of social medias and, and Twitter interactions. Um, I can remember, must have been last fall, when the SEC was rolling out its its scoreboard signage and the, and oh. the clocks for ti- the clocks for timeouts, yeah. right for fans in the stadium, and it, it takes a special breed of cat to worry about that that thing's going to be in their stadium or hey this is happening or it being of interest to them, and I saw you say something about it and I think I shared something about it with, with Penn State athletics and then we ended up getting a response of yeah hey this is happening it we was just great. haven't announced it yet. Um, yeah, I, I just, I just that that is probably the best example I can think of. That there's just kind of a, you know, sports is fun. It's a distraction and it's wonderful, but it's a business and it's also there's a, a keep up with the Joneses piece. And I, when I used to cover stuff for you know twenty some years in Pittsburgh and other places, I always tried to find something a little different, like just something that was that might be readable. And and my goal back then, I was at the smallest paper in Pittsburgh. There were two big papers then after the newspaper strike. I want to get my stuff on talk radio. Like I want to have a sports story that ended up they were talking about the next day. So you got to look for some different stuff. And, and some of the stuff I had seen you do and knew you did as a student in the Belisario College was was just kind of creative and different. So I, I, maybe I didn't have anybody else's number in the phone. And I am I think that's what it was. I think you were just like scrolling through and like, oh, this guy seems nice. No, well, and, I, well, and the nice thing, right? Like there's a, 
I got a validation there from my daughter Samantha, who what, you guys were same dorm freshman year. Yeah, she lived two floors below me. So she was the only Steelers fan in the dorm, so that's why. So I, there's that. Like, so maybe that's yeah. why it resonated. But you know, at one point, four or five years ago, I said something about Darian Summers. Oh, was yeah, yeah, I know him. He's a good, you know, he's a really nice guy. And and so again, like, there's recommendations from people that matter. And Sam's a tough, a tough critic. Like oh, if yeah. you know if if mm-hmm. if you impress Sam, like you've done something for whoever that's, it is. So that's good to you know. Have, you that's came with high know. recommendations. <laughs> um, no, and I, I think I think there is definitely something because I've always been interested in score bugs and like graphics packages and things like that with sports media. And I think that was I I, I had been looking for something. I hadn't really got the kick in the butt. So I appreciate the kick in the butt from you um, to say, hey, do you want to do this? Because I. I I think this will be fun. I think, you know, we're going to, today we're going to cover a lot of topics that we want to talk about. This will be a a fun ride and we'll see how it goes. Um, You know, whether it's from Penn State football or Penn State sports or Penn State athletics, all the way to kind of some of the bigger things that we're going to get into, including last weekend's James Franco and um, the rest of the great Steelers broadcast that that was from Fox, because it was amazing, let me tell you. Um. Anything else you want to say about about this? You ready to? I'm ready to jump dive? in. All right, cool. I'm ready to dive in too. All right, so the first list of our topics here: I, I, Penn State football hopes and dreams. First off, we're we're getting a season. I didn't think we were getting a season. I had been when all of this started. I thought you know this is going to ruin Penn State football season. Like I knew like this was going to cancel out Penn State, and I didn't think it was going to happen all year long. And then you know everything started happening with the other sports leagues. And then the decision came down that Penn State and the Big Ten weren't going to have fall sports. And I was like, not surprised, but it sucked. I wasn't excited when they when they first rolled out that they were going to come back and, and, and do this nine-game schedule. Um, and now I am, but we're two weeks away. Also, my hockey team was playing in the Stanley Cup Finals, <laughs> so I had that distraction. But are, are you excited? I am uh... A little more so than I was a couple weeks ago as well. I, I'm I'm interested in football. Um, that first few weeks of the college football season, God, I wanted to watch the games. I did watch the games, but they were they were tough. I mean, there were just no rooting interest. You know, the SEC wasn't back. Um, those kind of things. It was just and it's kind of like the NCAA tournament, right? The big names matter when it when it right. really matters. And in football season, every week of the college football season matters. It's my favorite season. College football is great. Um, yeah, I'm a little more intrigued now. I think Penn State's Gonna have a good team. Um, I think they're go- hopefully gonna be fun to watch. Um, I'm excited for that. I'm excited that I don't have to get up at five o'clock in the morning to go get ready to tailgate because that's just how stupid we are. Whether it's a <laughs> noon game or an eight p.m. game, we're getting ready to go at five thirty in the morning, and I'm probably there. Like our earliest arriving time ever at our tailgate spot was for Alabama, uh, whatever year that was, eight years ago, yeah. and we arrived on site at four forty-four in the morning. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to not have to do that um, because it's just there's a competitive nature of a, like oh we gotta go gotta go do this yeah um, but no I'm I'm excited now because it I think it would have been a mistake for them to miss the season I I think it was a mistake for them to start late too I mean I just don't know what realistically they say there's more testing now but I think it was peer pressure and oh my gosh look at them people doing this and, and we can do this too and we're losing all this money like uh, I, you you can't tell me it wasn't that I guess yeah I I. Definitely agree with you. I think the one thing that people in and in, in the Big Ten right now, you know, isn't going to allow fans. That I think everybody was so 
they wanted it so bad, but I think the one thing that people are going to realize is what you just talked about, that competitiveness of getting up at the crack of dawn to get a tailgating spot, the seeing your family and friends that you really, you know, some of my friends, I don't see them any other time of the year except for sat- seven Saturdays in State College in the fall. And and that aspect's going to be missing for a lot of people, and, and I think that is something that have, hasn't hit anyone yet. And when it does, it's it's going to hurt, I think, and I don't think people were expecting it to be the same, but I, I just don't. I, I think you have to remember it's not going to be the same. Um, and, you know, I, I don't want to, obviously we want to focus more on the, kind of the media aspect, but I, I also do think that there, I, I have to bring up the, you know, paying athletes. And it, this is, we're getting into that heavier into the gray area now. And, and I, I think that, you know, there are some issues there with that. And I, that was kind of, I, I had tweeted this out and said, you know, I, I, I'm excited. I probably will be more excited, but I have more problems now with the whole NCAA model. Hopefully, you know, this model will get changed and, and, and things like that. Let's focus in a little bit more on, um, you know, the fan experience. What do you think the fan experience is going to be like for somebody that's sitting at home, and, and which will be every person that watches Big Ten football this year or so? You know? I think there's going to gonna be a bunch of house parties. Uh, there's going to be a bunch of people that, that, I mean, I guess everybody watched half their season on TV anyway, normally, right? That the, the games right. weren't home. They were, they were consumed it that way anyway. I, I think it's just different. I, I think fans are going to see from the media side, I think the media are going to be challenged to prove themselves as any more than fans. Not that they're fans, but that they're, act, they're going to have access because they don't. Realistically, you and I and anybody else that watches the, the first games, the second games, any games on TV is going to be seeing what media members are seeing because they're, for the most part, the majority of them are not going to be in the stadium and not on site. So I think as a fan, I think you're going to realize how blessed you are um, in terms of access and, and what the broadcast brings you, no matter how bad the worst one is. You've still got better camera angles than you got in the press box, clo- more close-up action. Um, I think fans will begrudgingly accept it. I think there's people that are going to miss it. I certainly miss being there with their, with their friends and family. Look, I don't. we'll have 30 or some people to tailgate each week, and I don't have 30 people that I deal with during a regular work week that I want to see. So, right. like, it's... For me, the Saturdays are good, and it's one of the few times I'm social. So I think fans will enjoy it. I mean, they'll be happy to have any football. I think anything is better than nothing now. I yeah. do think there'll be a clamoring of, hey, I'm looking at – I'm watching Alabama and Georgia on TV. They've got fans. Why can't we? You know, right. Even though they know that that's just not going to happen. Right. Yeah, and I don't see it happening. I don't see fans being allowed into the stadium in the Big Ten maybe maybe at Lucas Oil for for a conference championship game maybe right. um, but I mean I would have loved the band and the seniors right like get, give me a game for the band and yeah. the seniors at some point yeah. for each home game then I feel like you're not cheating the students any more than you have to but well, and, you know. and honestly you know I had said throughout this process if they were going to have a season and if you know there was an email of hey you can forward your ticket to somebody else you know next for the season and still reserve your seat and kind of sort of what they did but that seat would go to a student take it go ahead you know you're there you're kind of more so in that state college bubble than i am so have it have fun you know we're both season ticket holders so i i as a as you know being a penn state student in those four years are completely different than the other hold on let me do the math 20 two years of of Penn State football. Mm -hmm. I guess 23 if you count the one season I was in the womb. Um, 
I, you know, the other thing that I was thinking about the other day is I, I wonder, the, the one thing that throughout the NHL playoffs, throughout a little bit of the NBA playoffs that I did watch, which was like three games, and when I say three games, I mean like three quarters of three games, <laughs> I, we, we saw a different side of athletes, we, and we're hearing about it in the NFL where huddles are having to move farther back because microphones are picking them up. Um, and, and and things like that. I'm wondering, especially with how tight-lipped James Franklin and company are, I'm, I'm interested to see how that is, and I'm interested to see if we can get a little bit of more um, of the NFL-style celebrations, NFL-style, you know, atti- attitudes out of college guys because there are no fans. They've got to put even more of a performance on, not that they have to, but... Uh, I, no, there's so much of that, and in Beaver Stadium itself, so much of the energy... It, uh, every college football stadium has energy, but Beaver Stadium has a reputation for having energy. And, uh-huh. you know, so it'll be interesting to me, you know, for, for Penn State, Coach Franklin talks about every eventuality. You know, there's all there's a get-back coach. I'm sure, you know, general fans are, are familiar with the get-back coach to keep people away from the sidelines and not getting a penalty. Will they have a, a get-up coach, for lack of a better, you know, somebody who's going to be working the sidelines, keeping energy up, trying to maybe the, the team captain's job, something because you're just not gonna have that energy to feed off. So will they try to create that kind of thing? And, and how much of that will you be able to sense through the broadcast where there's not gonna be a radio sideline reporter for the Penn State you know, radio network? And you know, there's certain access rules depending on where you are for, for sideline reporters for TV. So will they be able to get any sense of that? It'll, I mean, the first game of the season that I think we watched was BYU-Navy, right? On like, like Friday night. Mm-hmm. And you could really hear the sidelines, however, However they had it mic'd, you could hear them talking on the sidelines and encouraging each other. I don't know that I've heard that in another broadcast since, and I don't know if that was because they were picking up things that the teams didn't want them to pick up, right. or they're just trying different things. But that, that was an empty stadium, and, and it, you could, that, those different sounds were at least helpful. So I think every network will have a somewhat different approach to that, and, and we've seen it already. Every, every broadcast team on every network has a, a right. different approach, depending on what the producer and director want to do. And what you're allowed to do so I think maybe that going back to the fan experience it may be interesting there's always games that you know a couple years ago that Penn State game with Fox Sports 1 with 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 uh, who was doing that game Brandt Tim Brandt Tim Brando right like that that broadcast was just like one of the worst of the season like he wasn't great it was a bad game might have been at Maryland like it was just tough yeah. you know and, and you're, so you're gonna have good games and bad games I think fans will notice that this year like I think because you're not going to have the crowd noise that covers things up and do whatever, you're going to notice a good broadcast versus a bad broadcast this year. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, real quickly, yes or no, do you like the, the pumped-in crowd noise? Yeah, I do. There's got to be something there. There's got to be a little bit of... You know, I, it's weird because I didn't like it when I was first hearing it. And the volume was at 11, and then the NHL was doing it, but it was must the, the volume, I swear, was like at 2 or 3, and it was just enough to give a little bit of background noise. Mm-hmm. And then the next night, like, they forgot to turn it on or something, and I didn't hear it, and I was like, something is off here. Like, something doesn't sound right. So I, as long as it's not overdone, I actually don't mind it, but the, their Fox especially, they were overdoing it. There are some places that heavily. do it better than others in some stadiums, like, depending on who's responsible. You can tell the difference. Some of them are really good. Some of them, some of them you know, have good stuff in the can for a big play. You know, you'll see a big play, and you'll hear the reaction, and they actually did it right. Some of them don't. So, yeah. But, yeah, I just... I know, I know they're BSing me, but look, they've been BSing me for years because of you know, your score bugs and on-screen graphics, right. right? And the score bug comes in and you see, the, you see the shadow from the Monday Night Football graphic on the field. That's not there. Like, yeah, it's not I there, mean, yep. So 
I don't know if I've been able to trust my eyes and ears for several seasons. Um, so, you know, why not enjoy it while it's happening, I guess, unfortunately. So, I guess going off of that, um, what what are we watching nowadays? And, and, you know, two months ago, you know, what what were you watching and how has that changed, changed nowadays? We <laughs> binged a lot of stuff, not much sports, because um, our YouTube TV, well, I love YouTube TV, um, would praise it to anybody. We didn't get the Pittsburgh sports. It doesn't have Pittsburgh sports in our area. So I couldn't watch the, the Stinking Pirates if I wanted to. Um, we watched a lot of, we stumbled on, I mean, I must have seen Bucky F. and Dent hit a home run three or four times over the summer. I saw Penn State, Nebraska play a couple times in 1982. Um, but the other stuff in the evening would be Netflix. Like, so we, we've, you know, and, and it's amazing that the credibility that Shameless will get you in a college classroom with college students. You know, when I made reference in the fall, I'm like, oh, it's kind of like Fiona and Shameless. And the kids looked at me like, you're watching Shameless? I'm like, yeah, it's great. So... We binged through that, and now we're kind of struggling for something, but it's football season, so I, we can survive through football season. Well, so that brings me to my next question. Do you, like, I feel like there's, like, I'm flipping through the channels. Now, maybe not so much, like, this week, because this was, like, the first week when the NBA and the NHL weren't around, but, I, I, like, I am, like, having a tough time deciding where I should be devoting my attention to with sports. I saw the other day that, you know, basically the pretty much every league minus, I want to say, the WNBA and one other league, their ratings are down, but at the same time, the overall number of people watching sports is up. Like there's so, like there's just so much going on, and obviously that's with with this year. But where, how have you been devoting your time? Have you? I've been trying to do, you know, hockey, obviously with the Lightning. I'm a big Lightning fan, so that was where my focus was. But you know, I was trying to catch a baseball game here or there, trying to catch a football game here or there. Obviously, now that the NFL's back, I'm watching that very heavily. But do you think, have you kind of been the same way? Yeah, I was, it's tough being a Pirates fan because that's, ba- yeah. that's my baseball team, so it's tough to be interested. Our rooting interest in baseball begins in the postseason heavily for our friend. Our best friend from college is a Yankees fan, right? So when the postseason comes, and I and when I grew up, we got the New York Station as a kid, so, that, so there's there. Um, we went through a lot of Netflix in the summer like because my wife's not a big baseball fan. My wife would be a fan of baseball if, like, after two strikes, you know, someone could charge the pitcher while they were throwing or something. Like, she likes a little bit of action in her yeah. So football. Yeah. Um, so, no, I'm happy that there's more stuff here and having the choices, but I'm happy most that, that football's back. Like, I got through baseball season. Well, I loved the day games in baseball. Like, I'm old enough that day games – in the postseason were fun. Like, that was great. That time, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, when there were three games in the afternoon and whatever else going on, that was fun. And they were good background noise when I was working to, to be doing. Um, so we kind of labored in terms of sports through the summer, missed them, but we're, we're happy to have all of that we have now in terms of football. And I had written you a note, like, I, the, one of the best stats that I think I saw this whole time, and I, and I didn't see it, but I wasn't looking to see if anybody used it. Because the season shifted, the Lakers and the Yankees – both lost a postseason game on the same day. Yeah, that's I don't wild. think that's ever that's happened. Wild. I mean, it could have ever happened before, right? Yeah. I think that's kind of cool. You know, for all the stuff that 2020 is taken away from us, that's kind of cool. Well, even like with the with the Lightning now, I was thinking about, you know, normally in the it's, it's June, Ju- June, you know, sometimes very end of May that the Stanley Cup is handed out. And this year, now I will have that memory in my Facebook, you know, in September. And I think that was just, you know, you're always going to, not that we will never, ever forget 2020, but you're always going to remember those little things of like that. And, you know, 
the Lakers playing the other night, and then you switch over to a postseason baseball game, and then there's also football games going on at the same time that the Lakers are winning a championship. Even Al Michaels was talking about it. Um, so where were you when the Lightning won? You were home watching? Yes, I was home. Yeah, okay. yeah. Living room? Li- uh, living room, uh, behind, standing behind the couch, as I do for okay. every game. I will, okay. will be probably standing behind the couch for every Penn State game because I – can't sit still it's it i get too stressed no I'm a, I'm a pacer i mean even at home i'll be a pacer and, and that's we have in, at beaver stadium we have the worst seats in the stadium like it's just not even close we are in the last row of the stadium in the south end zone like there's it's either over the top or that's it right but right. because nobody's there often some at least for the smaller games you can walk back and forth like yeah, you can I, pace no, it, very jealous of that and that's honestly i was thinking about that i'm very excited i like you know for for the listeners at home that don't know this i have missed two Penn State football games since 2015, home or away? Yeah, I think that sounds right. Um, and I like when we go to other schools and we are in the crowd and I can, they like they stand the whole time. Iowa does it pretty much. Ohio State does it, and, and that makes me feel relaxed. I don't know why, <laughs> but, I, but I enjoy that. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, here we go. Podcasts are, are you listening to? Want to talk about sports media? What, what what sports broadcasts are you tuning into? You probably tune into them more than I do. I, well, I listen to two, really, and that's it. I listen to Richard. So Dice. okay, I only listen to two as well. I like Jimmy Traney and Rich, Richard Dice, and that's it. Like I mean, and those are really two of the. Po- I mean, I don't have a. I'm not that. I mean, not to play the the busy card, right? Like, but in terms of where I'm spending my time. Like between work and whatever else, if I'm going to focus on two things I think I'm interested in, and it's those just because it's fun. I like the behind the scenes stuff. I I, I know a lot of people that they're talking to because I've talked to them, you know, maybe not to the extent that they have during their careers, but at times during my career. Um, And I think it's fun. I mean, that's when when I got into sports media, I was in Pittsburgh at the second of two papers. Again, I figured I was going to write about the guys that were covering the sports so they'd know who I was. And everybody consumes their sports either through radio or TV. So if I'm writing about the people who are giving them that stuff, I'm writing something fans are interested in. Right. So it's always been kind of strategic and sort of self-serving, I guess. That's, there's your free therapy. Sorry. For me, I, I've only been listening to two podcasts, and I pretty much have only ever – I got into – like I, everybody was really into podcasts there for a while and still are. I kind of was like after that, that wave. Uh, I, I didn't really pick up podcasts. I listened to, to Puck Soup. With Greg Wyszynski, uh, the the head ESPN writer, and then I listened to his other podcast with Emily Kaplan, who is obviously a Penn go. State alum, and um, hopefully we can maybe one day have her on the show. Um, and it, it, those are the only two I listen to. But because of COVID, because of everything that's going on, I have been able to to take my iPad out, and in the mornings I'm watching the Dan Patrick Show, and I, I I've watched that for years. I I love Dan Patrick. Dan I watched Dan Patrick when I was in junior high probably you know when his show first went on to NBC and the audience network we had direct tv so i would watch it every day in the summer and i, I will sometimes we'll watch rich eisen in the afternoons mm-hmm. but and and i know this is very millennial of me but i have been watching the pat mcafee show and i have to say it's it's hilarious it's funny it's also super insightful like he he can do a great interview because he is a former nfl player but not in the cheesy way He's like having a conversation with his best friend type type mm-hmm. thing, and he has um, AJ Hawk on every every afternoon. Basically, um, Aaron Rodgers every Tuesday. I think that's kind of like his con- media contract type mm-hmm. thing, and it, it it's great conversation. It's it's funny. I laugh, um, and 
you know, it's very much, it is probably geared a little bit towards my age range, but I'm also not into the whole bar stool scene. So it's, but it's got a little bit of edge to it that I, I like and enjoy. Um, that's, that's really it. Like you said, like it's, it's, I don't even want to say time or, or busyness. It's almost the bandwidth of, there's only so much content that you can consume throughout the week especially when you know some of it with the hockey podcast is very hyper focused it's great and i love that and i love that you know there's an outlet for two you know two really strong podcasts in the in the u.s for for hockey especially but there's only so much time in a day type thing right right and honestly i think mcafee's done an exceptional job i mean you know you see the lists every year of emerging media sports media professionals or whatever else he, he has earned his way to doing what he's doing and deserves to be there. And I really think, you know, when College Game Day changes its lineup, you know, in a, in a year or two, because they're just going to have to, um, I think he's going to deserve a bigger role. And I, and I think they can make that shift in a way that makes sense. Um, I mean, he's not afraid to try stuff. He, he does get good stuff. It feels, I mean, there's a shtick there, but it, but it feels genuine. I mean, in terms right, of like national shows. Like yeah, like it took me several years. Well, not several. It took me, yeah. Uh, to figure out Colin Cowherd's shtick, right? Like yeah. to know what's what's real and not, and and Dan Lebetard's shtick, like and, and there is a shtick, like it, they're all, that, that's what they're trying to do, right? They're trying right. to get listeners and find a niche, but Pat just seems genuine about it, and, and genuine works. Like I, you you can't do, you can't do sarcasm on radio because listeners just aren't smart enough to figure it out. Even if you right. think they are, they're just not smart not. enough to figure yeah. it out. Um, and you can't do it on podcasts either. And, and he's just, he's good. You know, he was good at what he did. You know, he's pretty much always been in front of the media from the time he was in, you know, in high school at Plum out in Western Pennsylvania until he goes to West Virginia. Like, there's just something there. Like, he works. Like, I know he's kind of goofy and probably should skew young for me, but I, I think he's great. Yeah, I, I really enjoy his show. And, of course, Dan Patrick still, to me, puts on the best. If you want to learn, and, and I know I'm not in the quote-unquote industry, but if you want to learn how to do, in my opinion, the job right and do it well, I think he's the guy to do it. And he also, like, will give those tips to to people or talk about those, you know, those lessons that he's learned over the way that I, I think very good, very interesting, very fun. Um, all right, last question here of this group is, is what are we reading nowadays? I, I got to be honest. I, 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 you know, as it pertains to sports, what are we reading? I, I kind of need to branch out a little bit, but I have, I really use my athletic subscription. I pretty much only use my athletic subscription. The thing is, they've got a beat writer for every team that I care about. They've got national beat writers that break major news. Not to hype them up that much, but it's just so much better than a lot of other places, and it's a lot harder to kind of find this information, especially when so many major beat writers left their Pittsburgh Post-Gazette job, their Tampa Bay Times job, their Penn State job, you know, Penn State-related media coverage job to come to The Athletic. I mean, Audrey... I read every single one of her stories. I read every single one of Ed Bruchette's stories. I read every one of Mark Copley's stories, um, Sean Gentile's stories. I, that's, uh, I know that there are other sources, and you're supposed to, as a good journalism student, get get that information elsewhere, but I, I don't, I just don't, I don't know. No, and I, and I again, going back to the shared sensibilities, I, I have one subscription there. I, the Athletic is my most valuable subscription. I might have something else that I'm not using as often, but it's my most valuable. I'm always going to be able to find insight there, whether it's whether it's Penn State, whether it's Pittsburgh, whether it's auto racing. You know, that there's going to be something there for me that, that's that's in my sensibilities. 
probably the thing that's, um, God, you shouldn't do this on the first episode, probably the thing that's embarrassing and that I still kind of check in on. Um, I'll check pro wrestling every once in a while just because when I was in Pittsburgh, those were the most honest people I ever covered. We would do entertainment stories about them coming to the arena for the show, and those were the best interviews, the most down-to-earth people, even the biggest stars that I ever dealt with anywhere, you know? So I'll still check on that business, and it's more from the business aspect for them. Like, how, how do you change, you know, what were the per-cap sales when they had per-cap sales to worry about? How are they doing with viewership and ratings? Like, I'm interested in that piece of the storytelling. And it's the same way with, with you know, podcasts and broadcasting. You know, I think I don't think people watch games because of the announcers. I just don't think they're turning them off, right. turning them off if it's the second tier. And I don't think John Madden, for all the great he's done and then the gaming stuff, I, I think he was on the number one team because it was the best games. I don't think anybody was going to watch CBS or Fox any less if it were somebody else all those years. Right, um, right. But I'm interested in, in how that, that process works and, and how the business works. So... The Athletic for me, though, is probably the, the, the most valuable sports-related subscription that I have. It's probably yeah, not close. I, I mean, it's it's really not even close. And, and, I, and I'm I not, and I, Barstool isn't like, I mean, you should probably be in Barstool demographic. I'm I'm just not. Like, I'm not. Uh, and see, I'm not either. I'm not and smart enough to get the joke. You know? I, yeah, I don't get it. And I, I mean, some of it to me is a little offensive and, and not necessary a lot of the times. And I, I there, you know. I mean, even, kudos for them it, knowing their niche, and I don't want them to to beat us up. Some God forbid anybody yeah. hear this. God bless you, yeah. app, you know, for knowing what yeah. you're doing. But yeah. I, you know, I the and it's funny because like there are other outlets that I used to read, and then as they've changed and and kind of evolved. I mean, I read Deadspin every day, but obviously I'm not going to read Deadspin now because of everything that's happened there. I haven't signed up for the Defector yet. Um, I probably will, um, but you know. Times are kind of tough. Money's a little tight, right, like and it's I'm, another subscription. Like it's exactly. it's 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 getting tough. It's, that's the thing. You know, you've got so many already. Even Sports Illustrated, I don't read. Like, there's nothing in Sports Illustrated that makes me want to click on one of their stories anymore. And uh, no, I, I mean, I read. check it each day. Like, I check SI and ESPN in the mornings to see if there's any headlines I need to worry about. Um, and actually, this past week, <laughs> we went to the Coopers. We went to Cooperstown two weeks ago with our best friends, and I was looking through the hats. And I, I saw this hat, which was great. And it was an Indianapolis Clowns hat, a Negro League team. And it's, it's, it was red and white, and it's got kind of like an outline of a clown face, or blue and white, blue and red and white, an outline of a clown's face. And I was like, oh, that's a cool looking hat. Like, I, could, I can wear those colors of something. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, whatever. And I ended up not getting it because I wasn't sure what it was. And I came back and started doing some, in, some research on the Indianapolis Clowns. And that was pretty cool. And there was a story just today that I read about a female player that played for the Clowns in the 50s that was a good read. But that's the most time I've spent on an SI story in probably three weeks. Yeah. I, and there's just, I kind of think again, going back to the athletic point, it's, they steal me away. Right. Yep. Um, real quickly, we initially we hadn't planned on getting into specifics going into this show because we wanted to keep it broad since it is the first episode. But we have to talk about the Steelers broadcast this weekend. It was, it was, I'll set it because you can go. It was probably the, the worst start to finish NFL broadcast game I've, I've heard in a few years. It was bad. It was, it was bad. Like, there was, there were, there were like camera shots that I didn't quite get. They were cutting around a lot. There was, there were weird jumps. There were weird that. And then, of course, the James Franco thing. If you're, you're Jonathan Vilma, I mean, I know that he's probably met a lot of NFLers over his time and is, is a respectful, respectable NFL player, but 
James Franco? I mean, it, I know you. there's only so many Francos out there, but when it comes to football, there's really only one. And I would think only one when you're, when you're doing a Steelers game. I mean, yeah. I, for all of Jonathan's, Vilma's accomplishments and his success, and I thought he was okay in the studio for college football for ABC and ESPN. And I haven't seen him do another game other than this. He, he just felt really rough, like they, whether they didn't, they didn't put him in a position to succeed or whatever, but the broadcast itself, like you said, the shots, the score bug and clock were missing at weird times. Like it, it just was really, really bad. <laughs> You know, no matter if you were an Eagles fan or a Steelers fan, there was just stuff there that was, it was the kind of thing that would make you turn on the radio. And I would rarely ever do that because I would rather see the game. But it was close for me anyway. My mom will listen, will, she just turns the radio like on. Like mm -hmm. it's, that's basically how she watches games. And I, I was very close to doing it. I mean, there was, there was a lot of bad, that, and they weren't even, there was a couple, there was the review, um, on the on the interception, as I throw in air quotes, that the it very clearly hit the ground, and they like didn't catch it, and I caught it the second that the play happened that it hit the ground, and I know that they're higher up in the booth and things like that, but they didn't even elaborate more on what they saw, and then they went immediately to commercial, and I think there was also on the the Ebron um, catch, they went to commercial, which I know they've been doing more of this year. In, in, in over the last few years, but they didn't really, they brought in um, Mike Pereira, but then they, they kind of just let it go. Like, it, it didn't look like a catch to me, and I'm obviously a Steelers fan, but I, like, I wish they would have talked about that more because that was one of the closer bang-bang plays without the true traditional football move that that the role has changed, and, it, you know, it just needs to break it down a little bit for me. Yeah, well, when they, with the part where they had Pereira, and I used, and I, Still think he's the best, but I don't think the bar is very high for, for rules analysts anymore. I thought when he was the only one, that was probably all the NFL needed, but now everybody has one, and I don't think any of them add anything to the broadcast. I mean, they, they offer their opinion, but it's not like they know, and they know the rules, but it just seems like they don't put him in positions to succeed. But Pereira said, well, that stepping backward, that leaning backward is the football move. I'm like, well, geez, I've never seen that as a football yeah. move yeah. in all my years. And, and I think the big thing for me for Vilma, and I had kind of forgotten now until we're talking, was when the Steelers go up 19 and he says, game. I, yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, have, was, you, have you seen this team? Like, no, dude, this is not game. I, this this is going to get close again. Yeah, and, and, and for him did. to not know that and have played in the league and, and it just felt weird and early and it proved, proved to be both early and weird. Yeah, no, it it was weird. It was weird. Um, the one other thing I want to point out that I, I tweeted about, he said you don't defense that, and I thought that was weird. And I was like, come on, like. I don't know. That was just another strike. If, if that had been his only mistake on the day, okay. But there were other ones. Well, All right. A lot of bad there. That's enough for the sports media talk. I have a quiz for you uh -oh. because I, I think part of this show needs to be the fact that I am 26 and you are 52. Old, 52 old. in December. Not, not old, but 52 in December. You know, there you go. Almost twice my age. Um, okay. I mean, let's put it this way. How Steve and I basically met was through Steve's daughter, because as, as, as Steve said, she lived two floors, I, I think two floors below me. She was, and she was the only Steelers fan in, in Mifflin Hall. Um, so I, I have a quiz for you. We're going to play a little game. Okay. It's five Jesus. questions. It is very simple. You either okay. need to tell me if this person is a TikTok star <laughs> or if they were on the... Ca the the 
cast they were a cast member when i say cast member they were a character actually on the nickelodeon show victorious which was like kind of <laughs> like sam definitely would have watched it i definitely watched it are we going to grade this thing on a curve um sure i think it's going to need a big curve but yeah <laughs> I, we'll see all right first one's e- easy charlie Demello. on the cast of the show nope Okay. Like the most followed tic- that is the that is the easy one. That is the most followed TikTok was... star. She's on. She was on in a Super Bowl ad. Again, come on, man. This TikTok. Right. And, I, and for those of you that think I'm in charge of, well, we don't have TikTok on our social media channel, so I don't feel so bad. Number two, go ahead. Trina Vega. On the cast of the show. Yes. Yeah. I got a fifty percent shot. It's just going to depend on how many of these people you pick for your show. Yeah. Pick your questions. Cat Valentine. TikTok. No. That was Ari- that was Ariana Grande's character on on the show. So um, that's three questions. I got one right. Okay. All right. Next one, Addison Ray. TikTok. Yes. Yes. I'm playing she's probably a lot like of she's probably like a little bit more famous. Okay. All right. So you are. Wait. Are these all? These have all been women so far. Yeah, they're all they're they're all women. Honestly, there's a lot of uh, of of the most popular. Like, if you look at the top like ten, I think it's like all women basically that's true. on okay. TikTok. All right, uh, so you got one right so far. So can I you? I got two right. I thought. Oh, you got two right. All right, all right. So for a passing grade, well, not really. Uh, not really yeah, passing, but let's just close enough. You know, five. I could win the series. Yeah. Well, I could win the, the series. Yeah, Lauren Gray. TikTok. Yes. Yes. Look at that. Three out of five. She, I believe, she's the one that has like a Pennsylvania or Penn State connection. I'm not. I, I haven't seen many of her TikToks, but I think she wears like a Penn State hoodie in her okay. TikToks. Yes, um, that, pulling the quiz out was nice. That was well played. Good for you. Um, all right. You got anything for me on the on being an old guy? No, but I well I, I had a I had two things and I, I kind of actually wanted to see your face for the first one. Oh, this isn't this is no it's it's not a quiz it's not whatever I'm I'm curious are you a Red Zone viewer? Uh, so I I bought Red Zone. Two seasons ago, and then we were traveling so much with Penn State football on Sundays that I was like, I don't. Now this year, I did think about buying it, um, but no. See, I'm, and I'm not. So I was just curious. Like for me, like you're watching your team. Like my Sundays are my team, even when we sucked, even when Bobby Bobby Brister was right. there, or even whatever else. Like I got three and a half hours on Sunday, and that's the Steelers. And then I'm gonna watch the late game just because whatever. Like I, I right. don't need the whatever. Um, no, the other the other old guy thing for me was just an admission that my my vehicle of my truck has two hundred and forty eight thousand miles on it, and it's paid off and it's good and we're keeping it for all those reasons. But the biggest reason I'm keeping it is because it has a CD player, because the new stuff you know you can't find a car that has a CD our, player. Our car right? is a twenty fourteen and it has a CD player. It's a, it's a, about fourteen fifteen. It, it like breaks, that's right? when it seemed like it kind of. Broke away, and I'm going to have a lot of leftover discs that there's nothing I can do with if, if I, you know. So we're going to keep that truck running until it goes into the ground. Plus the buttons on it. My wife's new Honda Honda um, CRV has like push button things, like like on the screen. And I feel like I'm going to get in an accident by reaching for that button and pushing it. Doesn't respond as much. My truck has buttons. I know when it's been pushed. So, so I keep reaching over there for her car, and I'm about ready to go in a ditch sometime. So I don't that, know if that's really old guy. That's stuff, very but. fair. That and that worries me. Um, as we progress, because we we are we need to get another car, and that is one of the things I've thought thought about is like, gotta make sure I pay attention to the road when I get in an Apple Music or whatever Apple CarPlay, um, 
when it yeah, comes I mean, time. I know my music by, because I'm so CD heavy, I know my music when a song ends, I know what songs after that. Like if I hear a song on the radio or on Sirius, I'm like, oh, I know what's after this song. Yeah, but, well, know, so my not, Spotify, that's kind of how my Spotify is. I don't, I don't know if you use Spotify, but I that's... I know of it. I know of that Spotify thing. Yeah, yeah, you should, I would, that is, actually, that is probably the subscription that I use the most. I use that one all the time. It's, it's the best. All right. Going. Well, this has been episode one of the Stuff Summers Says podcast with... Steve. With Steve. We'll be back next week, maybe Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Got to look at our calendars, and, and we'll, we'll put this one out. We'll have Penn State football predictions because we said we weren't going to give those away in episode one. You know, that's a teaser. And I'm not sure what else we'll talk about in, in terms of sports media. There's a couple topics I wanted to get into. There's a couple topics you wanted to get into. Um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see what, what, I, what we decide on Sunday. Yep, great. Sounds good. I'm sure there'll be a roaring success and the guests will be lining up, so that'll be the next problem we'll have to deal with. So, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, th- this is going to thousands, millions of, of hits when we put it out. Exactly. All right. Well, this has been the Stuff Summer Says podcast with... Steve. Thank you. Bye. See you, Darren.